Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion, Carl Banks. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and we're going to tell a friend that the Giants have a chance to clinch the playoff spot. And Carl, they don't have to scoreboard watch. They don't have they don't have to worry about anything. Just win your game this week. Yeah, well, they have a lot to worry about, Bob, and it's uh, executing their game plan. This is probably, and I haven't seen uh, Coach Dable uh, this week other than Monday, but I'll probably see him today. This will probably be their toughest week coaching, knowing that the playoffs are literally a distraction for players talk because they're getting asked about that more so than they are the Indianapolis Colts. And the Indianapolis Colts will not be a cakewalk because the things that they do well, the Giants struggle with. Yeah. You know, which is the case in a lot of games, but this is a team that can can control the ball because they run it well. And I can tell you. When they try to run it. Yeah. When they try to run it, they can run it well. And guess where the Giants are soft? The run, Second the level defense. of the defense, run defense, yeah. I mean, they're good when they need to be, but you don't want to get in one of these games where <clears throat> the Colts are, you know, just abusing you in time of possession. Uh, you can't get off the field to get your offense on the field. You can't get them in a third down where it would be advantageous to you. Um, so those are things that you got to really be concerned with. And then, you know, the Giants want to get the run game going. Well, guess who's pretty good at the second level of their defense? The Colts. They got fast linebackers. They got disciplined linebackers. Uh, they'll drop back in zone and play deep to short. Um, so you've got to, you know, they, this is not an easy game for them. And all of the playoff talk, I think it's great. I think they should uh, embrace it. But I know from a coaching standpoint, it can be a bit distracting a week like this, heading into the playoffs and nothing's set. But it's also motivational. I don't want to sound like a wet blanket um, because it should serve as motivation as well. But the focus of these players has to be um, at all time high. Carl, how do they combat the film? And here's what I mean by that. Someone asked me this question. They said, well, you know, I think the Giants are going to be too a little overconfident like going into this game because the Colts were so bad um, in their game against the Chargers. I mean, um, Foles, who hadn't played all year, practiced with the ones all year. He's starting. He throws three interceptions. He gets sacked seven times. Um, and someone said to me, like, players are human. They see the tape. They watch the game. Um, and I, I I kept saying, but this staff has done a great job of letting this team know the reality of what this team is all about. But how do they how do they make sure that that doesn't kick in too? Like, uh, you know, the, the Colts are awful. They're 4-10-1. and one. They were awful when I watched them the other night on Monday night. It's easy. Cut their own tape on. <laughs> simple look in the you're looking in the mirror right that's how that's how you combat that like they 
there's a lot of things happening on the Giants team that ain't right. Like their linebackers, what you think that they're afraid of you? Defensive backs, you think they're afraid of you? Now, defensive line, yes. But the second two levels of this, this giant defense, they ain't afraid of you. Um, the interior of the Giants offensive line, you really think they're afraid of you? Evan Neal, um, whatever you're battling or not, your inconsistency excites them. It excites the Colts because it's their chance to get right. Well, how about how about DeForest Buckner? You know, who's been a tremendous player his whole career, and you know the Fletcher Coxes of the world, all those really good interior sure. defensive linemen. He's good, must be licking his chops, saying, "Hey, I could add my sack total here. Maybe there's sure. a bonus that he's going to get." In Gakwe, I'm sure they'll move him over the other side, away from Andrew Thomas, and let him go get after the quarterback. Yeah, they, I mean, listen, Evan Neal might see a lot of, he might get a lot of attention just based on uh, how he's played the last couple of weeks uh, since returning from injury. And like I said, I don't think, I, I don't know if he's battling something, but he's been inconsistent. And in order to get this game, you got to be at your best. You've got to be so attention to detail. You got to be playing this game as if they were the Dallas Cowboys. You know, you got to prepare and you cannot have mistakes because this is a team, like I said, they can run the ball when they want to run the ball. Uh, I don't think the Giants, the Giants played their best run defense probably against the Dallas Cowboys when everybody was locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to lock in. And then you got, okay, so here's the other thing. You have guys who left the game last week with injuries in hopes of being better. Um, Aziz Ojolari, you wake up, get off the bus pass rushing, right? But if you ain't available, they can't count on you, right? And tomorrow's not promised in terms of playoffs. Or I should say next week's not promised in terms of playoffs. So if you're dealing with it, it ain't that serious. And I don't know. I I haven't talked to him. Well, he's been practicing Um, limited. Good. Well, then, you know what? Don't play limited. Go out there and play as as hard as you can for as long as you can. Um, Because that's going to make a difference in the game. Uh, Leonard Williams uh, has got a little burner. Hey, I can give him my old neck roll that I used to wear. (laughs) Leo, I, I can give you my neck roll. It, it helps, bro. I dealt with him most of my career and even in college. Uh, I ain't missed many games with him, but again, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I missed any games due to a, a, a stinger, but I don't know the severity of what he's dealing with. So I'm, I'm just saying this jokingly, but I will give you my old neck roll. They make them somewhere around here. You put that on, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that stinger. I can tell you that right now. Um, it will not flare up. You don't it's see a, anybody a, wear those anymore, by the way. No, they don't hit like that, you know, but uh, you put that on, you won't have to deal with that stinger. I can tell you that. Um, they need you. They need you, Leo. Uh, and I know he's, you know, he does not like missing football games. So if it's He was limited serious, this week too. Well, you have to. Uh, but he doesn't like missing football games, and you know I would never uh, accuse him of milking it. But I'm just saying, you know, if I can help you out, I can give him a neck roll. 
and I'll go tell Ronnie Barnes to pull it out of the, out of the mothballs and uh, you'll be okay with that thing. Oh, that's funny. Um, it's, it's exciting. It's, um, it's cool that they have the opportunity to do it. I'm, you know who I'm most, you know, who I'm really happy for. <clears throat> I'm happy for the giants fans. I'm happy for the fans that, you know, paid their PSLs have been going to the stadium. They pay for their season tickets every year. And after winning Super Bowl 46, 2012 was a pretty good year. And then the slide started, right? Mm -hmm. Then 2016, they had the, the, the playoff year and they spent all that money. And then 17, it went right back down the drain. And then there was that sort of pseudo playoff run a couple of years ago. But I mean, you know, it was, it, it was bad football that won the division. <clears throat> I'm happy that Giants fans this year have gotten entertained. <clears throat> They've witnessed four wins at home. Um, the only real stinker was the Lions. Well, the Lions game and the Eagles game was Eagles, the big yeah. stinkers. <clears throat> but I'm really I'm excited for them to have this opportunity to really kind of put their giant gear on and just enjoy it because it's been yeah. it's been hard. Yeah, it's been and, hard. And here's the other thing too, Bob. It's not fool's goal. Like if the Giants are are earning a playoff spot this year, they're going forward. They're not going to go backwards next year. Oh. And the reason I say that is because they're going to be a better team next year. And I, you know, I don't want to hear um, the whole strength of schedule argument, the strength of uh, strength of schedule and in, in the schedule team plays is only as good as the paper it's printed on before the season starts. Because every team deals with injuries, significant loss, strength of schedule. What did the Packers have? Who did they play? Right? They're struggling just like the Giants. Right? Oh. So I, I and they had I would I would think they had a better schedule, a stronger schedule. Um but they played the NFC East, so their strength of schedule naturally yeah. was gonna be harder because every team in the NFC East has a winning record or a, right. a non-losing record. Right, but when they started the season, they probably looked at the NFC East and said, oh, we got the NFC least. Correct. Our schedule is great. So it doesn't matter what the schedule says when they print it. That's, that's only as good as the ink on that paper before the season starts. Once the season starts, the strength of schedule goes backwards. That's why they have, which I don't subscribe to a lot, but power rankings every week, not every year. You know, they look at the teams that are strong this week, not last week, or not Correct. in in May and June. Um, so fans, be excited. Be excited for not only this season, but for the direction of the team. Because they're not going to go backwards. This is not fool's gold. They're building it the right way. And the beautiful part is they're getting the most out of every player that takes the field. That's why you see different players on the field and some that you think should be playing are not because they're getting the best 22 players, best 11 times three, every single game for as long as that game goes on. Be interesting to see if Jared Davis gets any snaps. Um, they signed him this week off the practice squad of the Lions. Now, this is a guy that's a former first-round draft pick. 
Um, mm-hmm. And has had a has had a nice career. And I was watching some of his, uh, you know, his highlight tape. I mean, it can't hurt. I'm sure they'll find a way to get him in a package or something to use him in the game. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, does he remind you a little bit of Jalen Smith? You know, in the way he plays yeah. with speed. Well, you need speed out there, but you need um, a GPS. You know, uh, <laughs> Jalen sometimes needs a GPS, and you know this kid's not a high volume tackler, but again, he can help if he if he can if he can play within the scheme and fit where the scheme asked him to fit. And he's been around long enough to know, you know, scheme fits. If he could just do that, it's gonna it's gonna be great. And then just make tackles. Don't miss tackles. Um, I don't know if he's a diamond in the rough. He's been around for a while. So if he was that, someone would have found him. Uh, he was in Detroit last, I believe. Yeah, he was on but the practice he, squad. Right. He will help. He will help this giant defense if they can get him in there. You know, as of this recording, we have no idea whether Dory Jackson's going to play. Obviously, you know, if he can get him back, that would be huge. Um, obviously, they're going to get him back at some point. Uh, but, you know, you, you look at they've got some good receivers, the Colts. Um, even though Taylor's hurt, their main running back, um, they got a couple other guys that can that can carry the rock. Um, you know, it's important, too, for the Giants to start out fast. The Giants, we all know about the one-possession games, right? The Vikings have the 11 one-possession wins, which is a new NFL record. The Giants have eight. The Giants are tied for first as far as most one-possession games played. You know, Indianapolis, they've played 10 one-possession games. Mm-hmm. They're four, five, and one in those games. But, you know, that's why, you know, you get fans have to just understand that this game is not going to be easy despite their record and how bad they looked the other night against the chargers. Mm-hmm. They play a lot of tight games themselves. So uh, yeah. And they not, put up what they put up 33 points on the Vikings in the first half. And the giants were only able to muster how many 21, 24, 24. Now I will say that of those 33 in that first half, one was a pick six and one was a block punt return for a touchdown. But the point. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Block punt. You must say block punt. Well, the Giants <laughs> are susceptible to that, right? Yes. Huh? The Giants are yeah. susceptible, uh, susceptible to that. Turned the game uh, last week. Yeah. So there's no yeah buts because the yeah buts are exactly what the Giants <laughs> can be vulnerable to, you know? So we just can't discount it. Um, I think Aziz Ojolari, uh, Dexter Lawrence, the closer, Kayvon Thibodeau, the defense has to score in this game as well. There will be opportunities. Yes. They have one defensive touchdown all year. The defense will have to score in this game. If you if you don't want a nail biter in the fourth quarter and you guys can get to the quarterback, get more than one guy to the quarterback, one guy tackle, one guy strip. You've got to get you got if you don't score, you've got to contribute to a short field so that your team can score. Because you don't again, you don't want to get in these time of possession games, one score games when every time you take the field, you got to either keep pace 
or keep your distance. And that's not where you want to be, especially with all of your vulnerabilities. You want to be able to take advantage, advantage of your strengths. And that's something, you know, they've been good at. They've been good in the red area. They've been good when they needed to be. Um, and then for God's sake, guys, uh, because of the way the Colts play their pass defense, there are going to be some windows. Catch them. Catch them. That's all I can say. Please catch them. Catch them. Um, because when you look at how the Colts play, not dissimilar to how you play Giants, opportunities, when you have them to break open something, break open the game, you got you to gotta catch them, folks. Um, Darius Slayton has had, I, dude, I, I, folks, I, I know you saw Bob, but folks at home, if you can, or Dan Schneier and that Nick, if you guys can just show what Slayton did a couple times to Patrick Peterson, I mean, he just abused him. Quarterback didn't well, he, have time. He did, he did it to Bradbury and Slay in the yeah. Eagles game. Yeah. Offensive line. Like, maybe you should sit in that wide receiver meeting and see exactly what's available to this offense if you can hold up. Um but receivers, catch them. Catch every one of them. Not the ones early. Catch the ones late, too. Um, but this will not be a – this hasn't been an easy week coaching. I can tell you that right now. Because getting the guys to focus on the game and not answering playoff questions is tough. Now, they say all the right things, and I'm sure – Many of those players, like the quarterback, he understands it. Uh, he's got a he's got a single focus in being better every week, so he'll prepare the right way. And I think they'll all prepare the right way, but just constantly answering questions about the playoffs and not about the Colts is something yeah. that can be distracting. Yeah, well, um, Dable they've earned that, it though. Yeah, and Dable's done a good job this year. His staff of sort of. Even when they got off to the fast start, you know, they, they, and they were stacking those wins early. Mm -hmm. um, they did a pretty good job of sort of tempering things. And, you know, they have a knack of knowing how to win these close games. So, you know, uh, in Dable, we trust. That's all I could say. I mean, yeah. I, that's all I could say. I feel in like Dable, we trust with the rest of y'all jokers in <laughs> TBD. Is that what we're saying? No, I, I trust Dable, I trust his staff. Players, do your job. This is if there's one game that will uh, really magnify that saying, do your job, this is it. Just do my, it. One final thing for me before we wrap it up. Did Mike, did you did you see Mike Kafka's press conference from yesterday? When I the did coordinator not. spoke. Well, they were talking about the uh they were talking about the Barkley touchdown run that Mm -hmm. enabled the Giants to tie the game, the fourth and two play. He said, uh, you know, just an example of the decision-making from Daniel Jones. Now, we're not going to mention anybody, anybody by name because I don't even think the person that we're referring to watches this podcast, although this person should. Um, but what was the play? It was an RPO, and Daniel Jones 
saw what was in the box or not in the box. It was a run pass option play. He had Bellinger in the flat. Uh, one of one of the guys that we respect put the video up of the play, and Jones had to make a decision based on what he saw, whether he was going to fake it to Barkley and throw it to Bellinger in the flat on the fourth and two. But it was, and Kafka said it, we had an RPO called, and Daniel made the right decision by giving it to Barkley. And boom, next thing you know, 27-yard touchdown. Yeah. So you see, it's in the part of the offense, Carl. It's in yeah, there. And they, and they call it when they need it. And the quarterback can actually, what, make a decision? He's got good decision-making? Oh, my gosh. But, folks, I we intentionally did not talk about your tweets this week because we are – really excited as you are for this giant uh, football game and what's at stake. So uh, embrace it. Um, the rain will have stopped by Sunday. So come out in, in mass and let the stadium get loud. Let's, I, I think that's another thing that uh, coach Debo has this, just showered to fans with praise in terms of your, your impact on the game um, especially in crucial moments. Crowd noise has been a plus in the home of the New York Giants, not the house, but the home of the New York Giants. MetLife Stadium is now a home, so treat it that way, folks. Be hostile. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, that's how we like to end it. I like when you say tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll be back next week. Believe in Giants. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.